You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. I think ultimately, the scariest thing tends to be when you get ahead of your skis too much, you have to have conviction that what you're doing is the right thing and that you believe in the teams, you believe in the products, because you, you do sort of oscillate between being ahead of your skis and not. And sometimes you get too far ahead in a good way, because you're trying to push and grow. But it does feel a little bit like, oh my gosh, maybe the wheels are going to fall off the bus. Entrepreneurs Enigma is a podcast for the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. So the wins and the fails that we all face being entrepreneurs, how we learn from adversity. Every week I talk to a different entrepreneur with a story to tell. I'm Seth Goldstein. Come with me on the journey. This is Entrepreneurs Enigma. Let's get started. Today's episode is with Dusty Davidson, formerly of Flywheel, now of Workshop. Workshop is an internal communications platform to communicate with your employee. It's a really revolutionary platform. Think HubSpot, but for internal communications. Dusty and I chatted about his venture into the entrepreneur space, how he found that it was easier to be an entrepreneur than have to move to Silicon Valley after meeting someone, and how he made his own, his own way in Omaha, Nebraska which is now Silicon Prairie. So let's get on with the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Entrepreneurs in the Game podcast. Today, I have Dusty Davidson, formerly of Flywheel, now of Workshop. Hey, Dusty, how's it going? Hey, Seth. It's going well. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, there is a Silicon Prairie, and it's actually quite, it's growing. So it's pretty cool. And Dusty and Rick started with, Way back, well before I knew about them, but you know, I knew them from the, the days when they started Flywheel, the great WordPress hosting company. Well, hi guys, how's it going? Fantastic, Seth. Thanks for uh, thanks for having us. Awesome, great. Well, I wanted to bring you on because you have been entrepreneurs for a while, and I wanted to talk to you about how things have progressed because you're now working on Workshop and. I wanted to talk about how you got started. I want to, and you guys have been entrepreneurs through and through. Where did you guys first meet? Like, how did you guys get connected? Like, how did that, how that relationship start? Yeah. So, you know, in about, I guess now 14, 15 years ago, I was running my first entrepreneurial venture, which called Brightmix. It was a software consulting firm. We built websites, we built software, kind of anything that people would ask of us. And we uh, got connected with Rick. Rick was a student at the time and hired him as an intern to do web design and web development for us. And, you know, that's really where the two of us met. And from there went on to do a bunch of stuff, ultimately culminating in Flywheel and now Workshop and now being co-founders together. Um, but I always, I always, always tell the, the story of, you know, intern to successful co-founder. And it's a cool story. It is a cool story. So, so then you started Flywheel. And why did you start Flywheel? I mean, there's a lot of hosting companies out there. They're 
at least back when I first found out about you, there wasn't a whole big push for WordPress optimized hosting, but like why why did you guys decide to do Flywheel? The three of us, myself, Rick, and Tony, had all spent time either doing consulting work or building websites. We came from that background, and Rick especially was a really a web designer and worked with a lot of clients. And he came up with the original idea because he would build websites for, for clients that, um, a couple of things. One, you'd, you'd build this beautiful website and you charge a lot of money for it. And ultimately, you'd end up putting it on $2 a month hosting. And the quality of the hosting didn't match the, the, the quality of the resulting mm-hmm. website, right? And I think that was a huge gap back then. And the other is that the tools were very technical and they were very built for technical people. And here, you know, you have Rick and myself to a lesser degree are, are non-technical, right? We're creative types and we don't really want to be spending time configuring things or tinkering or installing or anything that has to do with that. Um, we just want to build beautiful sites for clients. And we knew lots and lots of people like us. And so we decided to set out and build Flywheel to be the platform, frankly, that we would want to use. And ultimately, I think that we found a, a really great place in the market there. You did. And then then you, you guys were lucky enough to get you know, acquired by WP Engine. What was it, three years ago? In summer 2019, we uh, sold the it's company to WP Engine. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. We were all kind of a little bit worried. I w- wouldn't lie, you know. But WP Engine has been a very good parent, a uh, very good steward of the Flywheel mission. I have had, I actually have had Seth Halpern, the SVP of Small Business, on the other podcast. Oh, fantastic! Mark and Dive have been very good stewards of the mission, and I'm very pleased to say that, like, I'm staying. Well, we certainly appreciate that, and I'm glad to hear that. You know, from the customer side, that's true because as we went through the process. Over the years, lots of companies wanted to buy Flywheel and, you know, we had kind of lots of different opportunities and we knew that that was always going to happen, but we wanted to make sure that the outcome was optimized for our customers and for our teams and make sure that, you know, they would be good stewards of the products and and of, you know, uh, everybody involved uh, along the way. So uh, we certainly hoped that that was the case and, and believe that to be the case. And it's it's great to hear confirmation of that from the customer side. I love it. And then um, workshop. What is workshop? Yeah. So Thinking about what we wanted our next venture to be, Rick and I knew that we wanted to work together again. Uh, we knew we wanted to kind of get some amazing people that we'd worked with before together as well. And we knew we wanted to work on problems that we we had experienced ourselves, right? The pain points and, and things that we had learned along the journey of building Flywheel. And when we were, when we were running and scaling Flywheel, we would spend an awful lot of time on storytelling and mm-hmm. and on on communicating uh, strategy and message to the teams right you'd spend way way more time on that than than almost anything else and um, and what you find is this kind of internal marketing this this idea of communicating deliberate uh, strategic and you know thoughtful messages to your teams is a real thing. And I don't think enough companies place emphasis on it, right? They kind of haphazardly communicate or otherwise don't treat their teams the same way that they treat marketing to their customers. And, you know, we think that there's a real opportunity there. And part of that is a tool problem. And part of that is, I think, a, a shift in the market. I think there's a real trend towards communication being a huge driver of engagement and success of teams. You see that even more so with the move to remote and hybrid work environments. Oh, absolutely. And so, and so Workshop is a platform to enable sending targeted and beautiful email newsletters, text message campaigns, and really treating 
your internal teams like you would external teams. So think of it as like HubSpot for internal teams. That's that's neat because I don't think I know of any other tool out there that quite focuses on internal. Like they might have an internal kind of thing. Yeah. You guys are focusing on the internal, which is, I think is really neat. Yeah, I think that's right. It, like we care deeply about culture. All of the organizations I, I have led have been very people and culture focused. And, and so wanting purpose-built tools to be able to do that. You know, HubSpot's an amazing tool. We use it for marketing to customers, but it's kind of shoehorning it to make it um, also work internally, right? You have to upload lists of users and and, and, and employees and yeah, you have it's to- not, It's not meant for that. It's not meant for that. And so we we really think that there's a, there's a huge opportunity to build a purpose-built team for employee experience leaders to really communicate well to their to their teams. That's great. So have you always been an entrepreneur like at heart? Or is it like, like did you get out of college, do the grind and say, oh, I'm not, this is not for me? Yeah, basically the, the second, really. Like I, I talk to a lot of students and, and, and college kids these days and I, I in kind of entrepreneurial classes and I always tell them that they, they have a leg up on me because when I was in their shoes, I didn't even think about entrepreneurship at all. I was very much like get a software engineering job, build cool stuff. You know, that's the way that I was thinking about it. And I always say like, the only reason I started my first company was because I hated my job. And I was yeah. looking around and saying like, well, you know, in, in software, certainly at the time, the, the way that you were able to work for a quote unquote, cool company, right? Cool culture, progressive, like great technology was to move to Silicon Valley. We're, we're based in Omaha, Nebraska. And I always say met a girl and never left. And, and so therefore, moving wasn't an option. And so therefore, creating the environment was the only option in my mind. So I became an entrepreneur really out of this idea of wanting to surround myself with amazing people and build amazing cultures rather than having to move to, to find it. Um, and then that's, awesome. you know, that's, that's carried forward, of course, through several ventures. And this is now you've been bit by the bug. And now you're like, this is my thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm super unemployable, that's for sure. And mm -hmm. I, I enjoy all stages of it now, as it turns out, or all stages I've been involved with. We're back at 10 people, and that's fun. And I enjoyed Flywheel, you know, up to the point where we sold it, where we were 250 and I was leading. Wow. And, you know, I think that, um, yeah, bit by the bug, I guess, is probably right. It's more just like, I really like building great products. I love it when customers are delighted, and I love working with amazing teams. And I think that like, being an entrepreneur is one of the best ways to accomplish that, I think. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to some people that have been our entrepreneurs, but it takes a very special company to let you be an entrepreneur and not be micromanaged by the managers above you. And I feel, and I feel like you know, entrepreneurship, though scary, I'm going to get into that. The idea of being an entrepreneur just seems so romantic, and, and I know, and being an entrepreneur myself, I know it's not. And I'm like, I, I got bit by the bug and I'm like, okay, it's, it's, it's cool. What's the scariest thing about being an entrepreneur and starting companies? Well, the funny thing is when I started, the only, the, the biggest hurdle for me was, am I going to have health insurance? Yeah. And, you know, oddly, that's a very solvable problem. I got married and then <laughs> solved the problem that way. But um, that's kind of a false problem in a lot of ways, I think. And it's just, it's, you can, you can solve that problem. It's sort of like something that was holding me back. That was not really a thing. Um, but I think ultimately, this, the scariest thing tends to be when you get ahead of your skis too much, you have to have conviction that what you're doing is the right thing and that you believe in the teams, you believe in the products, 
because you, you do sort of oscillate between being ahead of your skis and not. And sometimes you get too far ahead in a good way because you're trying to push and grow. But it does feel a little bit like, oh, my gosh, maybe the wheels are going to fall off the bus. And I think you learn to, to kind of live in that mode a little bit and get comfortable with that. And if you do Absolutely. that, then I think you can push and grow quickly. At the same time, the wheels don't fall off the bus. And that's, in my experience, that's been some of the most kind of like scary times. Oh, yeah, I get that. Because growth is something that you want to achieve, but you want to do it smartly and not just for the sake of growth. And I think the companies that succeed are the ones that should be the ones that do it purposefully. So and what's the, what's the best thing about being an entrepreneur? Well, I think the best thing for me is I get to, I you know, I interviewed everybody who came to Flywheel. So I was the last part of the interview wow. process. So I spent probably a third of my time interviewing uh, people or meeting people or recruiting. Um, I believe that strongly in the fact that, that, Ultimately, the teams are the way you achieve success. Um, and so the best thing for me about being an entrepreneur is I know all of those people personally. Like I know their story. I know where they came from. I know That's what awesome. they like to do for fun. And I know what they're capable of. And and there was nobody at Flywheel that I didn't want to sit down next to at lunch and just talk to. So for me personally, it's about curating an extraordinary team of people. And there's no outliers. Like no, there's nobody that's bad at their job because we're able to curate that. And that to me is the absolute best part because that's how you, in my perspective, you wake up every day and go to the office and are just like jazzed and, and, and Jack to be there. You want to be there and you want to have the experience, which is awesome. So Dusty, where can people find more about workshop and you guys and all that? Yeah, I think that's the best place to find information about Workshop is uh, useworkshop.com or on Twitter at useworkshop. And myself personally, uh, I'm on Twitter at DustyD. This is great. Well, Dusty, thank you so much for being on the show. It's uh, good, to, good to reconnect, Seth. That was a great show. Hey, if you're enjoying Entrepreneur's Enigma, please give us a review on the podcast directory of your choice. We're on all of them. And these reviews really help others find the show. Also, if you're getting value from the show and want to buy me a coffee, go to the show notes and click on the link to help me stay awake while I bring you more great episodes to your ears. That's in the show notes, and I look forward to the next episode. Take care, guys. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.